1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am one of your hosts, Emmy Morgan, and I have my beautiful friend with me, Kyle. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Every time I think of you, even when I just say your name, I immediately think of Leslie Jordan. I don't know. <laughs> He's the only other Southern gay that I know, and I just think of oh, you I all you were- the time. I thought you were... I thought you were going to say you think Uh of me as
0: a white-haired dwarf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You did? No. I just... He he is so freaking hilarious. If you do not follow him on Instagram, guys, please follow him. His Instagrams are so hilarious. I started following him at the beginning of quarantine. I don't even know why. I just... I guess I was watching Will and Grace, the revival show... And I just was like, what is what is Beverly Leslie up to? So I saw um, him on Instagram and I was like, oh, let me follow. And in the very beginning, he used to have two greetings. Hello, fellow hunker downers. And then his other one was, well, shit, what are y'all doing? Every <laughs> single time he would post a video, he would do one of those two. Of course, we all know what my favorite was. And he he his tweet him his instagram blew up he's at like 4 million he was at like 800,000 <laughs> at the beginning of all this he is so funny and he's a uh, wait do you follow him Kyle? Yes. He is obsessed with Dylan McDermott. That is what wow. he calls his king daddy ruler. Oh my god, the two of them they go back and forth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Dylan McDermott and I have the same birthday. (laughs) FYI. (laughs) Two great guys. Um, Dylan McDermott, like, speaking of him, he's had a tragic life, huh? Like, I looked him up and I was like, wow, I had no idea. First of all, his name is, like, his born name is really Mark. And I'm trying to think. I think his... Killed his mom, and then he was raised by his stepdad and his stepdad's new wife. And I can't remember the whole story, but it's something happened where his mom died, and he was raised with his sister. And oh, I just, oh, I just love him. He's just had he's had more tragedy than I think. Most of us should should know about. I know um,
0: being dumped by Julia Roberts.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that was worse than his mom dying. I'm sure. Like every time I see him, though, I want to say, "Hey, Jackson." Every time I see him, I want to call him Jackson. That's one big old hanging man. I don't AM. know. <laughs> uh huh. I'm set. that's when I was like, "Oh, hey, Jackson." And I don't know, but he really didn't want to give away that VCR. That was worth getting married alone for. Um, I don't know if he'd be offended if I. Maybe I'll ask Lizzie Jordan if I can call him Jackson because I don't want to step on any toes. <laughs> that bitch would claw me out. Um, yeah, so have you watched um, Hollywood, the I actually Netflix show? finished it show? last night. I finished it yesterday. Okay. What were your thoughts?
0: Um, I thought it was self indulgent. I thought it was, mm-hmm. um, it kind. Of, I, I I don't know why I thought this, but do you remember the the party that uh, George Cucor's where he had all the people over and had all the hot guys just walk around naked? I don't know why, but I yeah. think that's how Ryan Murphy casts, probably. And they oh, think my- he does the same party. Oh um, because my it's, god! It's basically You're the like- second
1: person to say that.
0: It's like the, mo- the show is basically like a Ryan Murphy wet dream. Um, it was entertaining, but I think it just got kind of silly. I mean, I get where he was going, like in a perfect Hollywood, this would happen and this would happen, but it just got silly in my opinion. Mm. So and for I didn't me? think all the acting was that great. Um, I mean, for certain mm. people it was, it was kind of good. Like I, I love watching, you know, Holland Taylor and Joe Montello uh, mm-hmm. moment. Um, the lead guy oh, was hot did. to look at, but I didn't think he was a great actor. Um, so there were parts, um, but overall, I just thought this is kind of, I thought Jim Parsons was really good. Cause you know, a total uh, he of character was
1: for him. was so creepy with those teeth yeah. and those, those um, contact lenses. Oh my God. And the dance scene I could have done without that creeped me out. So bad. I was like, I cannot ever watch Big Bang Theory ever again now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, that's so, what I thought.
0: I mean, it was, it was entertaining, but I just thought it was kind of far-fetched. I don't know. So here's what I thought. Well, wait, As I'm watching it. One quick question. One okay,
1: quick question. Go ahead.
0: Um, go ahead. So did you ever read the book – by Scotty Bowers where the Dylan McDermott character is based on about this guy who mm-hmm. basically had a gas state. Do you ever read that book? No, no. You should look it up. Let me get the title of it. Maybe I'll send it to you. Um, it's a really, it's a fact it's called full service. Mm-hmm. And it's about this guy who basically, he was from the army, wanted to be an actor. It's basically the story of that Ernie character and how he, oh, was, uh, okay. you know, pimped out to the stars. hence so it's quite, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pulled from there, and it it's just so happens that a friend of mine had had this book, and I just read it, like, about a month ago. So I was like, oh, I remember this. So it's like, I'll send that to you. So it's an interesting read. But anyway, that was ba- – it's a pretty interesting read about this dude because it's like he says it happened. So anyway,
1: go ahead. That's what I like about Dylan, or uh, Ryan Murphy. He pulls from real, like, stories, even with American Horror Story. Some of those murderers were real, even in the first one, Murder House. Like the the guy in the basement that was taking fetuses and putting them into other women. That really happened. So um, I love that Ryan Murphy does that. But at first I was like, what the hell am I watching? And then I kind of stopped watching it for like a couple minutes. And I'm like, this never happened. Rock Hudson wasn't like this. And then I remembered... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this was Ryan Murphy's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Instead of it being about the Mansons, it was about the Hollywood industry, the film industry. After I could wrap my brain around that, nothing felt unreal to me. Because I knew, number one, it was fiction. Number two, I knew all these people were um, in the movie, but characterizations of of themselves. So Rock Hudson obviously didn't really do some of the things that he did in this, this series. Once I could wrap my brain around that, I actually ended up loving the film and binged it in one day, or the series. Um, I, I really liked it. I thought things moved a little quickly a couple times. And I was like, wait, can we slow down and go back to this? And then, yeah. Um, I was surprised at some of the things that happened. Um, I didn't think I would like Rob Reiner and Patti LaPone as a couple as much as I actually did. And I would have never put those two together. Um, that was shocking to me. And holy crap, I didn't realize how much I missed Mira Servino's acting. That woman freaking love her. I missed her acting so much. When she was on screen, I was like, okay, what's she going to do? Okay, what's going to happen here? Um, yeah. And then after, I went to Dylan McDermott's um, Instagram, and I watched him interview the different characters or the different actors from the show, and that was nice to see them. And uh, Yeah, I was obsessed with that series that entire day leading into the next. Um, I liked it. Aww. But you, like I said, you are not the first person. There was actually a meme created. I can't remember the exact words, but it was basically Ryan Murphy putting people on the casting couch, mm-hmm. which I felt really bad about that. I can't see him doing that. Come on. I feel I I don't know if I can co-sign on that. I feel bad. But um what are your summer plans? By the way. seems geared? Besides but.
0: finding a job?
1: Uh <laughs> I know so many I mean, people.
0: Not I mean there's not much I I don't I can't plan too forward because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I would like to go somewhere, but I mean, Mm -hmm. until we can kind of determine if that's possible, we'll see. Because, you know, I'd like to go visit my aunt and just kind of hang out with her and just kind of decompress because as I was telling a friend of mine, like the last time I, like when I had gotten laid off in New York, The first thing, you know, like two of my coworkers went on a trip just to kind of decompress. And I thought, oh, I can't go anywhere. I need to focus and just save money and all this other stuff. So I didn't go anywhere or do anything. I stayed home and just kind of wasted the four months or whatever. And now it's like the first thing I thought about, like whenever I got laid off, it's like I want to go somewhere and just decompress. But I can't, you know, I can't Mm. go anywhere. (laughs) I can go to my bedroom. Um, I can go to my patio. I can go outside and take a walk. But that's about it. So it's just kind of upsetting. But it's like I get it. So. We'll see what happens.
1: Besides um, job to searching, be, you know. True. Besides job searching, what have you been up to?
0: So last week was I was I always tell it because my a former coworker texted me said how was your week? Cause it was my first full week without work, and um, I had been like calling mm-hmm. my other friends, like some friends in New York and some friends here that also got laid off from the company. Um, after so many Mm. years, like one girl was there for 23 years. She got laid off. So Uh. I hung out with her and just, I just basically said my shoulder's here if you need it, you know, because it's like, I've gone through this before it, it will get better. It's, it's, it's emotional. Mm -hmm. So let me know if you need it to chat. So last week, so Monday was my first day without work. So it's like, I just kind of relaxed on Monday. I, you know, my Mm -hmm. friend and I um, every weekday at nine o'clock, Charlie's Angels is on TV on a, on a channel that does all these old older shows. So we watch it together and we text during the show to kind of say like, Oh my God, I can't believe did you, can you see that out? You know, just kind of bitchy comments Ah. throughout the whole show. (laughs) And it just ended season four. So it just started season five. So we've been doing, so it's it's kind of like our, our weekday thing. It's like between nine and 10, we have Charlie's Angels. Um, So I did that and I just kind of relaxed. And then on Tuesday, I finished my unemployment application and sent that off. Wednesday, I read The Girl on the Train all day. I read the entire book. Thursday, <laughs> shit. What did I do Thursday? Thursday, I went to the farmers market with a friend of mine. It's a Target. And then yeah. Friday,
1: yeah.
0: my um, severance check was deposited to my account. So I had a busy week. Nice. <laughs> You know, I send out birthday cards and stuff, but my my dining room table is, like, full of, like, cards that I've collected, and then I've got blank cards that I'm going to, like, and a glue stick so I can, like, attach postcards and pictures to blank cards to make my own cards, you know, just to keep myself busy. But for the most part, I've just been reading and watching TV and just eating way too much and and video chats with friends. So it's been, like, it's been nice. But it's, like, I know I need to get my shit together. What about you? Mm -hmm. But you're working um, from home. I, from my I take car. it or you, you're not going in, right? What's that? You're you're working from home instead of going into work.
1: Yes. So okay. we were sent home on March 24th, um, and we started working from home April 1st. Technically, so I work for utility. So our company is essential, but technically right. my department is not. So my union had said, listen, we don't want our work to get backed up when we go back to work. Can you provide us with laptops so our department can work from home? We've been working from home since April 1st. Thank God, because number one, yes, we would have been backed up. Like the work we've been doing since April 1st, let me tell you, wow, I'm so glad that we've been working. But I have to say every day at 430 when I get to log off, I slam that thing shut, and it's just, like, it's the equivalent to taking off my bra. Like, having my work in my bedroom at the same time is so, it's a little much. So, like, I feel like Fred Flintstone. Flying down the side of the dinosaur whenever i'm ready to to leave work behind because it just it's so freeing. I just wish I had another room that I could work in during the day, oh and just yeah, have my sure. bedroom stay in my bedroom, you know because and I do make sure that during the day I get out of bed and I don't work in my bed, I work at my desk because i don't mm-hmm. I don't want to do that um But, yeah, so I work five days a week um, from home. On the weekends, I will... uh, This past couple weekends, I've been actually a little bit busy. I've had to get work done on my car. Um, Like, just the normal thing, like oil change, brake rotors, um, brake pads. I did a birthday parade last week. Um, my niece turned seven, so we all, like, her aunts and uncles all stood in a line in our cars, gave her a card, balloon, presents, whatever, from our windows, and nice. kept it yeah. moving. Um, gone in the grocery store. There are still some people that don't wear anything at the grocery store, if you can believe that. Um, I'm surprised
0: that they have a, like, it. Like, it's like here, you cannot go into a place without a mask. It has signs on the door. Yeah. That you have to wear a mask. No. no. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's like you're not coming in if you don't have a mask on.
1: The sign says masks are recommended. So it doesn't Yeah, say ours is required. a required. So some law. people. <laughs> yeah, some people aren't doing it at all. They're not wearing gloves or um, a mask because it says recommended. So they can come in and. Whatever. I will say I haven't been following the the floor signs with the aisles because that confuses me, and I don't – I have to – yeah, that's too much. I'm sorry. I I apologize to my grocery store um, patrons, but I'm not going to constantly look down every aisle to see if I can walk up or walk down. I've got my mask on. I've got my gloves. You've got your mask on and gloves. I'm freaking going down there. Sorry. Um, yeah. My other pastime that I've been doing, obviously besides, you know, like I haven't started reading books, which I really should, but I've been, you know, binge watching. I started watching Guiding Light from January 1997 forward. I'm obsessed with it on YouTube, obsessed with it. <laughs> um, holy mother, I can't stop watching. This show was so good back then. Uh, I wish it was like on TV now because it would it's better than the shows that are on right now. Um. Yeah. I love it. And it's so weird was, seeing um, like all the stars there. Like, was Nola um, weird
0: their like, character back there? Cause yes, she was in the Nola, 80s.
1: Yeah. Nola came back. Uh, Quick came back. Wendy Nunez as Dinah was on there. Frank Grillo was on there as Hart. Um, Roger was still there. Um, who else? I didn't like Dinah's friends. I forgot how much I hated those Jean Luc and ugh, oh, they were so annoying. Um, what else? I just I oh Annie Dutton was actually she was more of an annoying character. She wasn't bad yet. She didn't get bad until April of 97, which is when James Harmon Brown and Barbara Estensen turned her into a complete fucking wacko. Um, But right now, she's, like, obsessed with Josh and having a baby and getting artificially inseminated. And, yeah, she wasn't, like, all the way bad yet. Oh, I freaking love this show. Mm -hmm. Uh And so, of course, it leads me to being obsessed Alan Locker from the Locker Room on YouTube who's got all these, like, reunions going on. And um, I'm not going to give it away now, but I have an moment, moment to give away. Oh, my God. It was so, like, you are going to die when you hear it. It was so amazing. But, um, but yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. I've been obsessed with guiding light, this whole lockdown. Can't stop. Um. So I was talking to Kyle about this before. I have a friend who, I don't even know how it it came up, but he was telling me that he's asexual. And I'm like, well, I've Haven't had sex since August 2011. Is that the same thing? And he's like, No, you're just (laughs) celibate. I'm asexual. I don't want sex at all. Like end of story. I don't want sex. And I'm like, and so he was telling me about like his thought process. He is a demisexual, where he can only have sex with somebody, um, if he has a like a, a emotional connection. But he says, even then, if I'm in a relationship, if I get into my next relationship and they don't want sex, I'd be okay with that. Sorry, I have to take a swig of water. And I'm like, whoa, I mean, I'm not that bad. I at least want sex in my relationship. But he's like, I can go the rest of my life without having sex. I'm like, interesting. Interesting. I was wondering, like, what are your thoughts? I mean, I actually, I think I know your thoughts, but what are your thoughts about that? Like, I don't know. Well, was there a
0: trigger or anything? Do you think, or is just what like it him. just got... or was it just no, there a point there where he's like, I was I'm just not interested in it anymore, so just decided to just say that it's like for me, it's not part of anything that I need in my life. It's not. In, not, it's not a necessity, or it's not something that I, not, not, not necessarily craving for, but you know, just something mm. that it's just like it's not top of mind, or it's not like it, it's kind of like it's like one of those non deal breakers. It's like it doesn't mean if it's it's not gonna it's not and in in all be all, it's not part of who I am. It which is which is fine. I mean, I'm I'm like I said, I'm, COVID, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if there's if there was like a, some kind of trigger that kind of like that was like. All of a sudden, he just decided that, like, you know, this is not going to happen Or if it was just kind of gradual. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not enjoying this or this part of, you know, intimacy is just not something that I need, you know?
1: I asked him if there was a trigger, and he said no. He said that he's always thought this way. It just, he felt like people are so fascinated by it. People are just, like, so obsessed with it. And he's just so not. He's the opposite. And I, I have so much respect for him because, I mean, like, I mean, like I said, right now, as a single person, I have no desire to have sex with anybody whatsoever. Granted, when I get a boyfriend, we're going to make up for a of time, but um, I just, I, wow, it just shocked me. the type of guy where he is so physically attractive. And he puts, I'm not going to say he puts his body on display, but he models, you know, and he's got sexy pictures. But it just made me think, you know, just because somebody looks a certain way doesn't mean you have them figured out. It was a shock when he told me that. I was shocked. And I don't know, I have so much respect for him. But, and I was telling Kyle this, I feel like people, especially cisgender, let's say hetero men, will make fun of him. So this is why we do LGBTQ+. The plus is somebody like this, somebody that's asexual. We have to bring them into our group because guaranteed, if he was to say something to one of his guy friends, Yo, look at that chick. Isn't she hot? Don't you want to bang her? Mm, actually, I'm asexual. I'm not interested in having sex with her. What are you, a fag? What are you, this? They're going to be made fun of. So that's why we include that plus for people like this. So just something to keep in mind, folks. Just something to keep in mind. I just, I was such an interesting conversation. I've never had a conversation with anybody asexual. I knew that there were people asexual. I just didn't realize, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it was good hearing somebody, his point of view. Really good. He's so hot. Oh, well. Um, any um, topics that you have to go over or wanted to discuss? No, I
0: was just calling in to see, over. you know, how you were doing, stuff like that. I mean, it was pretty yeah. much not much has been going on. I mean, like, I've watched, um, like, most of it is, like, TV-related that I watch, like, RuPaul and, like, I mean, we were talking about Hollywood earlier.
1: Let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. What are your thoughts? Go right ahead.
0: Are you? I guess you're all caught up, right? I'm all caught up. And I am okay. not so happy. Spoiler, so spoiler alert for anyone else that's spoiler, listening. Let's spoiler. give them a few seconds to say I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something that just happened. But, um, okay. Spoiler. I did not agree. I mean, Mm-mm. so in the last episode, um, I I mean, I like everyone that's there, but I don't think. So based on the lip sync alone, I don't think. Um. Jackie should have gone home. I thought her lip sync was nope. much
1: better than Crystal's. Hmm. Um, however, I didn't want to. But see I don't think home, Jackie should have been. I don't think Jackie should have been in the bottom two. I think Sherry should have. Period. End of story. Right. I'm sorry. She should have been. She should have gone home a long time ago.
0: I don't know. See, I disagree. I think she's been pretty consistent and pretty good at what she does. I mean, the way they're editing it, they're trying Mm. to edit out her stuff as much as possible, but I think she's been pretty okay. Um, I was kind of upset the last time that Jada got picked to stay over Heidi because Heidi, I thought, had more improvement. Because Jada seems more, Mm. Jada was good at the beginning, but she's kind of faltering for me. She's still just more pageanty, So I don't see Mm. her winning. And I'm, and I'll be totally honest, I'm kind of over Gigi. <laughs> uh, um, her eyelashes scare
1: um, me. Her eyes and her eyelashes, they just frighten me for some reason. I don't know why.
0: I think the top two are going to be Jada and um,
1: Gigi. Mm-hmm. Same.
0: Or who knows? Crystal I think May Jada's surprised, gonna surprised, but um, see, I think Gigi's got it, so we'll see.
1: Um, I feel like... But I,
0: but lip-sync alone, I didn't think Crystal did a great job of lip-syncing. I thought Jackie did a better job
1: No. of lip-syncing, but, you know. I feel like Sherry is just... And it's not... It has nothing to do with her catfishing thing. I said this before. I feel like she found what made the judges laugh, and she keeps doing that. And she's not, like, straying from that. Like... She's done the Mae West hourglass figure before. The old, 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 old Western Hollywood. She's done that look before. She's done the old lady before. She's done the uh, Dolly Parton rhinestone cowboy look before. And I feel like she's not better. And uh, I just, I think it should have been Sherry Pie and Crystal. I am all for Crystal being different. I just don't think that Crystal's look is, like, drag queen extravaganza. Like, when she first came out in that freaking outfit she had on, when she first stepped out, she frightened me. I jumped back from my TV. I was like, what the fuck is that? I did not know what was going on. Her makeup is just too clownish. It's too harsh. Um, I personally think the reason why Jada is going to win is because she looks like she could be RuPaul's drag daughter. And that's why I think she'll win. For some reason, whenever Gigi puts on those false eyelashes, first of all, her eyes scare me to begin with. They're, like, wide, and they're piercing, even though they're brown. And then when she puts those eyelashes on that are all, like, stuck together... It just like creeps me out, and she looks like I don't know. I can't I can't look at her. The the best challenge she did was when she was Madonna, and I was like, okay, she doesn't have those creepy eyelashes, but oh, those eyelashes right to me. And I kept saying when she was doing her um her dance, I'm like, I can see your nipple, I can see her nipple, I can see her nipple. I kept saying that to my she, need, she needed, like, that top to fit more. I don't know. It was weird to me. I don't know. Because I'm looking at a, a girl with a flat chest. I don't know. It was weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have a feeling Jada will win. She did look at the politician out. race. Remember the... Oh, look over there. I... <laughs> that was... Freaking hilarious. So hilarious. Did
0: you watch now? The, are you watching the celebrity version?
1: Uh, uh, I was just about to say, listen, I got five minutes into this week and I shut it off. I do not know those oh, three people. I,
0: I didn't know them, so I didn't even <laughs> watch it. And nothing will compare <laughs> with how brilliant the week before was mm-hmm. with that celebrity roast. Yes. I think I've watched that roast like mm-hmm. ten times back it's just consistently freaking funny.
1: It was the funniest roast. Like it made headlines. It was trending on Twitter. It was so funny. Like holy Moses. I didn't I didn't think anything could be that funny. Like right. I, I mean there wasn't the one dead game, joke in the water. Wasn't
0: one dead there joke wasn't. in the water. They were all funny.
1: All three of them and well six of them, sorry. I saw yeah. the Snatch Game... I thought the Snatch Game was funny for um, RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm like, there's no way that people can top that. That was pretty damn funny. The whole robot thing and, you know, I mean, I feel bad for Aiden. But the robot thing and the Donald, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. Who did, um, because I'm getting confused with the UK version. The UK version they did, have you watched the UK one? You have to watch the UK one; it is so good. So with the UK one, I think there's only seven episodes. But in the UK, they cannot win cash prizes. So every time they win a challenge, it's a uh, a badge. And at the end, instead of winning money, they win their own reality TV show. And the snatch game from that show is one of the funniest snatch games I've ever seen. And I've only seen like a couple seasons of this show. Maybe a hot to person, look up their version of Snatch Game though. A British person did Donald Trump so perfectly. Oh my goodness gracious, I was dying laughing. Oh, I remember in the UK, in the US version it was Ike and Tina, which was just weird. That was I. Mm, what was it, Widow? Mm, yeah, widow. I did not like Widow. <laughs> I mean, Widow was a little. The too Widow Don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle, you bitch! You bitch! That was so funny. Um. Yeah, I was really surprised that Heidi did go home. Because she was the most improved. Yeah, but she I, I want to like, know the most improved. I think she was more improved than Crystal, and she was funny with that um, commercial for the water with the the drag queen tears. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was so hilarious, so funny. Um, but I wonder what her name's gonna be, Heidi. I, I like Heidi Aphrodite. I don't get hiding in the closet, though. I, hiding in the closet? I don't get it. Why would you be hiding in the closet if you're a drag queen? I didn't understand that name. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so before I give you my Eva Mendes moment, what was your Eva Mendez moment?
0: Oh, God. I, I had it before we started, and I wanted to know if it I, – I mean, I'm pretty sure – uh, I think my Eva Mendez moment. One, you do yours first while I think about it, because I'm trying to figure uh-huh. out what I want to say. So
1: you do yours first, please. So I actually have two, but you'll uh, you'll understand why I have two. Like I didn't mean to have two. I just had to. Um, the first one, I was watching, you know, binging, pretty much this week. I've been binging the Guiding Light, and Annie Dutton comes on. And it's funny because I obviously saw it when it came out. I've seen her before, but for some reason, when I saw Cynthia Watrous with short hair, I was like, she looks so familiar. And I couldn't place why I was, like, obsessed with Annie. I couldn't place it. And then I realized she looks exactly like a grown-up version of one of my childhood best friend who killed herself she looks almost identical to her so I sent her picture with the short hair to my my friend her brother who's alive and he's like oh my god that looks just like Katie I'm like I always loved Annie and I couldn't figure out why and now when I finally see her I get it so we're sitting there we're talking and I'm like I'm gonna send Cynthia a message. I'm like, this is either going to go really well or she's going to be totally creeped out. So I said, I just want you to know that if you ever have a bad day or you're ever doubting yourself or whatever, I just want you to know that your existence means the world to me and my friend's brother. And I explained who she looks like and everything. She sent me a message and said, thank you with a bunch of hearts. I was like, yes, yes, I love life. (laughs) And then... um. Alan Locker he um, on Thursday I had reached out to him and I'm like can you tell Carla Mosley thank you for being Maya because the, the year and the summer that she came out as transgender as Maya was the year and summer that I came out as trans and it just seeing a black trans woman on daytime and all of the First she got, it just made me so happy. And just please thank her for me. So, and I sent him, like, pictures of, you know, me meeting her back in the day. And so I had forgotten what time they were doing it on Friday. And then I was like, oh, crap, they're doing it. So on Friday, I, I watched live. And he, he goes, Carla, I have to tell you, one of your fans, Emily, reached out to you and she's trans, thank you for doing Maya, and she's really, like, appreciative and stuff. Carla goes, oh, my God, I'm going to start crying. I'm like, oh, my God, I think Carla mostly cry." So that was my second one. (laughs) And I was in live chat at the time, and right when he said my name, I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. Everybody in the chat room, including Jill Laurie Hurst, who was a writer on Guy in Light, was like, we're so proud of you, good job, Emily, blah, blah. I was like, wow, I have all this support. And then I ended up meeting somebody from the chat room, but that's going to be my shout-out that I do, but I'll tell you that later. So um, did you end up remembering yours?
0: Well, it was going to be about Jackie Cox and how I thought she should have gotten that, um, gotten through, but it's like what I, my moment mm. was, like, just, um, I don't know. Do you, or do you know the Dry Queen, Barla Jean Merman? Mm-mm. Well, you need to look her up um, and follow her, uh, either on Facebook and or Instagram. She uh, well, she actually did a show with Leslie Jordan on Broadway, but anyway, uh well, she's what's, a drag queen. Varla V-A-R-L-A, Jean, He's J-E-A-N, Barla. Merman.
1: Oh, like yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I know who you're talking about.
0: So, okay. she posts these, like, videos every day, just about her and her bathroom, and just, like, giggling and stuff and she's just been a light up through all this because she's been just so funny and it's like I've known her for several years because we went to college together and then I've seen uh-huh. all of her shows when she's been here in San Francisco and I saw her in New York and so anyway um, she's hilarious and then she's doing these like free benefit shows where she's um, reliving her old videos because she's all, you know, she's her shows as she calls it are a multimedia melange where she does singing <laughs> and she does um, Shows and she does videos and stuff, so she does it all. And she's redoing a lot of her old videos like she'll intro them and she'll have like the director and who helped her write them and stuff like that on the show. Um, so it's Aww. been like a, kind of light with me and my friends to watch her because she's so funny. And like, since mm-hmm. I've known her for several years, it's like it's just kind of I mean, not that we're best buds or anything, but, um, but you,
1: you're right, but you I, know, I, her,
0: know her, yeah. But I know her mm-hmm. when she was like perform, performing in clubs when I was in college, so you know, it's like it's yeah. it was way back. So, She's been yep. like inspirational. She her videos just uh, her you know are just hilarious, and most of my friends have watched her, and we just like giggle. So that's been who I've been
1: mm-hmm. loving. Oh, I like that. I'm just looking at her now. She's so fun. She is. Yeah, I know. And then her. it's weird. I, I, I,
0: some it's some weird when you see her, her you like non drag yeah. persona.
1: Like she's yeah. this big,
0: hairy muscle man and he wasn't always he used to be a big boy and then he's like just turns yeah. he's going all yeah it's crazy
1: it's so funny when you see some of these queens out of drag like even when um, oh wow he is hot holy shit holy shit he is hot as a boy oh my god Varla is hot as a boy <laughs> Jeffrey, sorry. Daddy. Um. Even some of the people on Drag Race, I was like, oh, he's cute. Um. I I personally think Crystal's adorable as a boy, and that mullet is killing me. Like, I just want to like run my hands <laughs> through it. He is so cute. I love as a all boy. the DeBarge remarks. That's that cracks me. Up. <laughs> that are growing way over his head because he has no yeah. idea who DeBarge is.
0: <laughs> and
1: Crystal um, Varla's a ginger which is like kind of my kryptonite mm. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting hot over here um, yeah so who else I'm, I'm trying to think I think some of the boys on the UK version were kind of cute I, I
0: find I it thought, fascinating I thought Jan was cute out of drag eh.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: and Jackie actually, I he used to well. Jackie's he, adorable. Yeah. His real name is Darius, and he worked at my yeah. company in New York. So I remember seeing him in the hallways because whenever he first when because I knew he had done drag, but I didn't, I had never seen him in drag. And whenever they were starting to show, I'm like, God, that guy looks familiar. And then my friend started texting like, Yeah, he works at this company now, but he used to work where you work. I'm like, Wow, yep, I remember seeing him in the hallway.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, I think he's so adorable. I think he's got the cutest little bum. I just want to pinch it. He is so cute as a boy. Um. So with the celebrity drag race, what did you? I got a weird vibe from Dustin Milligan. Not weird, but I think that experience like completely changed that boy. I it think just, it changed me. all of them. Well,
0: know. except for Alex Newell, because no. Alex Newell's, I mean, he's already in drag with, on Zoe. So, right. It's like, right. But I mean, this was like uber drag. But I think for him and for Matt, it was kind of nice to kind of like see them kind of have a different perspective when you're in drag. It's like, just like, this is, you know, you're this different person. And you feel much more confident because you, you know, you embody someone that's always inside you, but it's like you feel a little more strong and powerful, which was kind of cool. But yeah, I like, he looked, he looked good, and I was like, I, I loved him on, you know, Schitt's Creek and stuff, and I watched a lot of the mm-hmm. back stories, the back thing. so he's, a, he's been, he was pretty good, so it was kind of nice to see him on there, I mean, that, that still is, like, one of the best episodes, like, the others, um, mm-hmm. well, Vanessa Williams and stuff was fun. It was definitely. good, yeah. Uh, but the last one, I was like, when they introduced who the people were, like, I don't know who any of these girls are, and I don't care, nope. and I'm not watching, so I, just nope. deleted it. I didn't even nope. watch it. <laughs>
1: I completely just... How can you go
0: from the Dustin Milligan, Alex Newell, Matt Eisman show, and and, and granted, they're not well-known to a lot of people either, but it was just so darn entertaining to go to this. You know? I mean, you had freaking Vanessa Williams on your show. And Lonnie Love. I mean, come on, everybody knows who they are.
1: I don't think that they thought that that third episode would be as big as it was. Like... Dustin, I think they're like, oh, you know, he, people know him from Shit's Creek. I didn't know Matt, but the guy looked like, a, he looked like a football player. And I'm like, that guy definitely is in sports somehow. Alex I knew from Glee, so I'm like, two out of three, I know two people, so I'm going to watch. But what I'm saying is, for Matt, I think Matt walked away with a new appreciation for women and his girlfriend and drag and gay men and everything and I think he's like much more comfortable now I don't. I, it didn't seem that he wasn't before but I think he was like oh okay well they go through some shit whereas Dustin I think it like opened up something inside of him like I think we're going to see another type of Dustin he was even saying you know I don't like playing roles where the gender is so strict. I'm like, wait, what? Like, he got deep into this. Like this this awakens something in that boy, I think. I think we're gonna see like I don't know, maybe he's gonna be like gender nonconforming. I don't know. Oh, okay. So if you go onto his Instagram now, he's posting very different stuff in a gap. Um he's in drag in one of the pictures. I don't know. I I think this changed him. I really do. Almost like I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it, but I just think that something changed in him. Oh, what do you think of the um the first episode with Nico and um I didn't know the comedian but it was Nico the comedian and someone else I can't remember who. Um, and I like seeing Um Nico oh wait, who was it? Oh, it's gonna bother me. Um Nico, the comedian guy. Uh, oh wait, there's another episode too. Oh, Jordan, the guy from um oh the guy from um Riverdale.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um what did you think of that episode?
0: It was okay. But that was the one where they did yeah. uh did they do um Snatch Game or did they do
1: They did. They did yeah. the Snatch Game. He uh, it was Lucille Ball, Kevin Hart, and Christy Teagan. Um I felt that they always put someone in there like Nico and Alex and I think they well for the Vanessa Williams episode I don't think there was a clear front runner but they put people that are like gender non-conforming or transgender to kind of mix it up and Nico walked in there as did Alex thinking I got this in the bag I know I can do this and they didn't even win. I thought that was, well, <laughs> Alex won. But I just thought that was pretty cool that even they had their struggles in the episode. I don't know. But, yeah, I can't. I, I. Oh, that's the last episode with those three. Yep. Friday was the last episode. Ugh, what a way to end. Yeah. Oh. that was nuts. Pretty. I didn't even watch it. I got five minutes in and turned it off.
0: Yeah, I got them showing Born. who they were, and that's like done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Had no idea who they were. I still don't. I don't know. Whatever. Um, before we go, do you have any shout outs that you want to shout people out?
0: Um, not necessarily. I mean, just shout I mean, basically, a big shout out to you know, all my friends and family have been very supportive during this time. So that's, that really helps a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. to see that, you know, um, I mean, granted, um, as I was talking to a friend of mine, when I said, you know, was being the shoulder for my other friends that have gotten laid off. And I he said, how do you feel, you know, on your first day? It's like, I kind of feel nothing. And he says, well, is it because Mm -hmm. you're kind of numb to it because you've been laid off so many times? It's like, no, that's not it at all. I was like, was when I was laid off in San Francisco the first time, it, like, broke me. I mean, I was so depressed, and it was, like, very teary. Mm-hmm. And then when I got laid off in New York, I was more angry than anything because it came mm-hmm. out of left field. This one I kind of expected, right. and not because I thought it was me personally, but I thought it was because my role, I could see how my role could be eliminated because it's, like, I'm just – I am just it was not kind of set up for success. And I think I nailed it on the head by the other two jobs that I had I had for so long, and I really cared about and loved them. This, when I was still struggling to find my bearing and get my sense of why I needed to be there, you know I wasn't really feeling it. I loved some of the people that I work with, um mm-hmm. so I miss them, but it's like I wasn't really connected to the job, so I think that's why I didn't have that much of an emotional breakdown mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. I got the news. I was more upset that I wasn't going to be working with people- some of the people again, you know, and I was very thankful right. about my my VP that brought me over here, but it wasn't, it didn't, I don't think it had anything to do with the job. And that was the big difference from the other two, because I loved those jobs and I was so committed to them that it broke my heart and also made me angry because it's like, it wasn't something that I was wanting to do. So, um, so I'm glad I, I can be here for other people that it's like their first time going to this and, you know, and also having been with the company for so long and what, what it entails going away. And I just who was been laid off by this company comes back stronger. And it's like, and you, and trust me, no matter how you feel about the company or whatever, we are such diehards that if it came back to us to say, would you, you know, would you boomerang back and come back to the company in a different capacity or whatever, I would do it in a heartbeat. My friends don't understand, but it's like, you don't Mm -hmm. understand what this company has done for me and meant for me for the past 22 years. So it's not that easy to just close my door to them. When they've afforded me such amazing opportunities, so I can't never say never, but it's like for right now, it's like I'm looking outside, so we'll see.
1: But mm-hmm. I don't blame you. I um, yeah, I totally agree with that, and I think the thing was you were in a comfortable space the first time, and you were like laid off. What the this is my life laid off yeah. and then you moved to New York you moved your whole life cross country and then to be laid off I'd be fucking pissed too whether I like the job or not you brought me I came all the way out to New York and this is what happened you fuckers and then I think honestly 100% I think you were secretly waiting for this other shoe to drop you're like oh, okay I'm moving back but I'm not going to get my hopes up. I think that you were just, you know what I mean? I think that you were preparing yourself. So, um, but well, I completely you know, everything understand for a all reason. three of your emotions. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Everything does. And you've got so much experience. Was- Do not be worried that you're not going to find another job because you are.
0: I think there was something like I was in New York for five years and I think that was a great, I mm-hmm. mean, granted, I wasn't ready to leave, but me coming mm-hmm. back here, there was a reason for me coming back here. And it's like, I can't really mm-hmm. say, Oh my God, I came all the way back to San Francisco to get laid off eight months later. It's like, no, I think there's something else that my work here is not done. There's other stuff here and it's whether it be reconnecting with my friends or maybe going through all of this here, as opposed mm-hmm. to being in New York, maybe is is more thankful, but it's like, I can't, I have to stay positive because it's not going to help me move forward if I'm negative about it, you know, and I've, and I've done the negativity thing and I just can't do that anymore. So I'm trying to think of good things now because it's like, you know, positive will be get positive. So we'll see.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I want to give a shout what out about to you? my friend yeah. Candice Mack. She's the one of the people that I made a friend with when I was talking in, in that live chat with Carla and all the Boudreaux, she introduced me to, like, not even half hour ago, um, or no, all, of course half hour ago, because we've been on this podcast. Um, <laughs> like two or three hours ago, she introduced me to what's called um, patio, which is podcast radio. And what that means is there is a genre that's going back to when soaps were on the radio. But instead of being on the radio, they're on a podcast. And she actually was a part of a, a patio called Asunder about, um, I think, a black family. or I can't remember. Um, it got nominated last year and the year before for a Capital City Web Award. So um, she actually is now part of a soon-to-be-released patio called Forever and a Day. And I will send out that link as soon as I get it. Do you remember... um, His name is Tom Brissina from Days of Our Lives and all that. I don't know if you remember him, Young and the Restless. He's a writer. Writer and producer. Um, Yeah. He's going to be a part of it. He's going to be a part of that show. And he was just announced as part of the show and what they do is they basically get actors to act out the part through the radio. And I don't know about like the background scenes and what, I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. But I'm like so excited for her. Um, I want to like, there was a blurb about what it was about. Um, something about three families or, oh gosh, I don't even remember. But I'm like, I love how creative people are and how we're never stopping to create, even when we're closed off from everything. Um, it's so cool. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go to the page right now. So, it's about three families in the fictional town of Augustus, Illinois. This soap combines all of what fans of the genre love while taking the genre back to its roots through audio listening. So again, I don't know if they're going to have like a different voice narrate where they are. I have no idea. But I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to listen to it. But, yeah, I wanted to give her a quick shout-out because she's just an awesome girl. And I post – it's so funny. I um, How did I do it? I think I posted a pic- – or sent her a picture of when I was going to the, the fan club luncheon. And she's like, I remember seeing you and your mother. And I'm like, what? Somehow she remembered seeing me and my mom at the fan club luncheon. So it was cool to, like – reconnecting. I don't know. Yeah. Candace, shout out. But, um, (laughs) yeah, that's all I have for today. Um, awesome. What are your plans for next, this coming week? Um,
0: pretty much the same. Just kind of keep job searching and, um, just listening to see what's, what's coming up. And then maybe my aunt and checking with my family, stuff like that. Just kind of low key stuff. Nice. Try to get out Nothing every day to that. do at least a walk to get some exercise, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. How about
1: yourself? Um, Alan Locker has some more interviews that I'm obsessed over. Um, he's going to have some people from One Life to Live, um, a couple people from Another World, some Guy and Light people. Um, so I'm going to do that. I have to work, obviously. And I'm going to tackle reading. I, I have a couple books I really am interested in reading. So I'm going to try to make the time to, like, not watch TV and read. Um, that,
0: that, it's a good idea. I mean, I do the same thing, like, because I can't, I don't like to do, I, I don't like to have too many things going on at one time, especially when I'm trying to read it, if I want to concentrate. So I'll make sure, mm. like, to turn off the TV for a good, like, two hours to just kind of focus on reading.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I love are you on Goodreads at all? Uh, so my my books were, but I don't know if they still are. Oh, because there's suggestions there. Is that what you were going going with? When I, well,
0: it's just like it's a good way to connect with friends to see what they're reading and just kind of look up books oh, and okay. stuff like that. It's kind of yeah that's what I use it for. It's cause, Cause they have like a 2020 book challenge where you put in a number of books you want to read in a year. Like I put like, Oh my goal mm-hmm. is to read 20 books this year, you know? And I've already read, uh, 12.
1: <laughs> so oh my gosh!
0: I mean, some of them are not Damn. very big. Like I read like the Tyler Oakley book and the Connor Franta book, but it's like, I have all this time on my hands. I mean, a lot of times it's like, if it, you just sit down and read for like two or three hours, you, you can yeah. tear through a book, you know? And like, the Girl on a
1: Train I read in one day because it's just a quick, easy read, you know? So. That's crazy. Yeah, I I logged in. I have, like, 12 books that I still haven't read. Mm. Um, <laughs> I just, I get so distracted because TV is my form. And I can, I'm the type of person that can watch an entire show. Like, I saw... I've watched the entire sixth season of Ship Creep, the final season, while I was uh-huh. working. I had it on in my 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 laptop right next to where I was working. It was on like a different level and I had my earbuds in and I was working and I listened to the whole thing and I got everything. I could pay attention. Like with reading I'm only focused in on that one thing and I can't do anything else.
0: It was hard for right. me
1: to like focus on one thing so hmm. I don't know Um, what they I going to tell you oh yeah so another thing I've been working on is and I've talked to Candice this morning and I think I'm pretty much going to do it I kept thinking I think that Procter and Gamble should release the rights for guiding light and as the world turns so that we can have them online. And I was talking to Candace and she said, well, they were going to, but they saw what happened with all my children and one life to live with Prospect Park. And then they were like, yeah, no. So I was like, you think I should just give up on that? And she's like, well, I mean, do what you got to do. Cause I've, I've written for my wish list for both of them. I actually have another thing going on. There are two soaps that I created from scratch. And I kind of have been dabbling at them since, since I was 17. And I started really, really, really writing them hardcore the past couple of weeks. And I'm thinking I need to make that my focus instead of make that my main writing focus, period. End of story. Mm-hmm. Instead of even considering guiding writer as a woman. Because that's just too much think about. So, I don't know. I think that's going to be my focus this week as well. I like splitting my time between multiple things. Um, let me tell you, that is juicy. I might send you a couple chapters of that. That is, there have been a couple moments when I've written and then stood back and read it and gasped. didn't believe that I could write that. Yeah. So... It's a hybrid. So the first one, True, True Riches, is a hybrid of Dining Light meets Young and the Reckless. It's basically mm-hmm. about really rich people in town and how they connect to each other. And then there's a town next door called Trinity, um, which is the name of the soap. Um, the town in True Riches is called Liberty. And, and, and it was built I I don't know where I got this from. It was built by um, runaway slaves, and then they started working with other um, immigrants and stuff and letting them in, so they named the town Liberty for everybody to be there. And um, every year they have this annual costume ball to raise money for the town and whatnot. Then next door is a town called Trinity, where three... Native American tribes that were fighting with each other band together to fight um, the evil white And back in the day. And so it's called Trinity, and that's more of as the world turns meets one life to live. It's more about social issues and um, community feel to it. They're middle class to poor. And there's not, like, a real, like, sense of glisten and glamour to that. So. so those are the two web series I've been working on. Well, might send to
0: you is that, um, so when I, this was, I, this has to be at least, like, 15 years ago. So mm-hmm. two of my friends, my friend Jack and my friend Sylvester and I, we create, whenever we are all living in San Francisco at a time, we would, whenever we go out hanging out at bars, whatever, we would, we created our own, um, our own back, our own, uh, uh, we created this own other world. And basically mm-hmm. we were three girls, that, three girls that met in, um, <laughs> we, met, we met in school and actually the school was basically half charm school, half reform school. And it was where rich, oh bad girls went. And so we were three of those girls, and it was we went to Miss, Miss Pat Peck's Academy of Charm and Reform. So we would we we had created our characters. Like my friend Jack is Midge Celestine Peck, and um, <laughs> I my I, I am from the South, and mine is um, Liberty Bell Vermilion. Um, and then my friend Sylvester is Pearl S. Dunbar, and he's from the East
1: Coast. I can't.
0: So we had, so we had California, I we had the South, and we had the East Coast. And
1: oh, my when God. We, when
0: when we were working, we started emailing each other as these characters. And it was basically a series of emails. And we, what, what we would do is, like, hi, just, you know, we would say, hi, I'm just checking in. It's been years since our days at the Academy and we would then like, regale each other of stories of what happened back then. Like people mm-hmm. like my friends saying like, Oh, I remember when I slept with the groundskeeper and all this other stuff. So um, I have all the emails that we sent to each other. And it, it basically, when you read it, it's hilarious because, you know, it starts off, you know, me sending a letter and then someone responding to that letter. And then we just build on those responses, you know, and talk about oh, like, what our oh life is God. now and stuff. And it's, it's all told in email form. So I'm wanting to put those together in some kind of order. And mm-hmm. I haven't read them in, in a couple of years, but some of the things that we would we would come out of our mouths were just insane. <laughs> insane. That so I may send awesome. you a couple just to read. But it's like, yeah, we mm-hmm. were all we um we talked about going to this school what happened to us at the school what happened to us later in life and as our characters and it's hilarious because um we kept it up for a good long time and it's just it's nonsensical and and crazy just 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 reading it just like how did we ever think of this i mean a lot of it is borrowed from soap operas and stuff but it's hilarious Mm -hmm. I mean, and maybe I, it's funny. more hilarious to me because I know the people, but it's like, uh, I, I'll put something together and send it to you, just take a lit, read and just see what you think, because it's hilarious.
1: Oh, my God. That is so amazing. You, I wish you guys had kept up on it.
0: Oh, yeah. It that was so funny. It was pretty amazing. So I'm glad I kept kept it. You know, I had printed oh. out a bunch, but I think I also saved it as a word doctor. I have it on one of my computers, but... Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. us as reflecting on our days at Miss Pat Peck's Academy of Charm and Reform.
1: (laughs) That is amazing. See, and it's funny because everybody says, you know, some of my friends, like you, I say, oh, my God, you guys guys should be a writer. You should write a book. And you're like, I don't know how to write. I can't write. I'm like, "Uh, okay. And then you say stuff like this. I'm like, see, you are a writer. You just didn't realize it. People are way more creative than they think. Yeah,
0: definitely. So, Especially when you have all this time on your hands to kind of channel that energy, you
1: know. Yeah, everybody should be writing in some form right now, whether it's a journal, whether it's just like sentences on a page that don't make sense to anybody but you, whether it's a short story, everybody should be writing right now. I, I guarantee you, everybody's experiencing this differently. And I think it would be so amazing to see everybody's work work like from all of this once it's all over. I just I guarantee it's gonna it would be amazing to to read and wow I can't I don't know that's just my opinion. I think everybody should be writing every day. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining me. It's always of course. Thanks you you. for having me. Of course, yeah. Always, you're always welcome. You know that. So. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you stay safe. And yeah, that's it for today. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you again, Em. Have a great day.
1: You too, honey. Mwah.
0: Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.